Thank you. <laughs> Just an FYI, <laughs> so you know what's happening. Uh, we started, so we've uh, we had long time studying the book of Zechariah and the Old Testament, and then we finished that already. Uh, and then we started uh, the epistle of uh, to the Hebrews, and we had just one session last week, which was mainly introduction, just kind of uh, giving us an idea about uh, the author and the, the purpose and the theme. And as we were saying last time, that uh, definitely in order to understand, especially the epistles, we need to really understand uh, the, 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 the reason behind it, why it was written and, and so forth. And uh, we were talking about several things last time. Uh, I might still have something here to share with you and maybe share it with, uh, with the group online here. I do. Uh, yes. So DJ, uh, if you wanna share this with the others, sorry. Um, basically just an outline of, of the, of the uh, epistle itself. Uh, Hebrews is one of those epistles that is very, very, very uh, interesting and uh, also lots of, of, of talks about it, uh, specifically the author, you know, as, uh, as uh, Orthodox Church, we believe that it, we, re we relate it to St. Paul, uh, lots of others of other uh, scholars and other opinions that it was not St. Paul because it's not his, his, uh, his way of writing the scriptures and it's not his way of, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, method of preaching. Uh, people say it might be Apollos, it might be Barnabas, it might be Paul who wrote it in Aramaic or in Hebrew and then St. Luke translated into uh, very, very, very good Greek language. Uh, but regardless, regardless, as, as we said last time, uh, Origen from the fourth century said that uh, God only knows who wrote this epistle. But uh, at the end of the day, it is one of the most important and most rich and most uh, uh, strong epistles that is uh, showing Christ. Showing Christ, and just to 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 uh, review it, or the reason it was written was, as you will see from the epistle itself, uh, people who are uh, from Jewish uh, background who who uh, entered or joined Christianity, and then they were under lots of persecution, lots of attacks, as we see specifically in chapter five, in chapter ten. I'm sorry, and then. Uh, because of that, they either uh, needed some encouragement or some of them still wanted to go back again to the old uh, school and to the old faith, which is their old uh, abiding by the law and by the, the old the work of the law in order to be saved. So Sam, Sam, the, the author here, St. Paul, or the author uh, is actually pointing out something very, very important, which is that Christ is superior than anybody else. He is the one. Basically, that's the whole conclusion of this. So you start to compare between, between Christ and between uh, the prophets, between Christ and between the angels, between Christ and between the uh, Moses, Joshua, the Leviticus uh, commandments, sacrificial work, uh, to say that basically the one thing that he is the one, he is, he is higher than anybody else. He's higher than anybody else. That's why you'll see through the, the, the text, uh, as, as it says here in the chart that you have, that we have in front of you also on the screen, that he's much better than, 
much better. Always you see this repetition, better than the angels, better than better resurrection, better uh, hope, better. You see this repeated several times. Um, also, one of the things that he's talking about here that uh, uh, superior as, as that, that chart says, superior in his person, superior as our priest and superior uh, for our life, that he is the source of life as we will study specifically today in chapter one. So that was the background of the, of the epistle itself, uh, just kind of like a very, very quick uh, overview of, 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 of that. He, he started to compare between the prophets, between the angels, specifically very, very big highlight of the epistle also is presenting Christ as the high priest. And the high priest because all the high priests in the past were not good enough. That's why he is better. He is the superior high priest, that he is the only one that can actually offer himself as a sacrifice and as he is the high priest once and for all for everybody. And we'll see this as we go through this. So this is just kind of like a quick uh, overview and quick kind of uh, um, uh, summary of what we talked about uh, last, last week. We'll, we'll, we'll go on with, with chapter one today. And as we've been doing before, I think we will actually take our time. I think we'll just, you know, the, 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 the epistle is very, very, very rich and we can actually, you know, take our time uh, in each uh, word and, and, and just to go through it and see exactly what's happening. So uh, let's start with that, start with reading and um, uh, see what we have to do. Any questions or comments or, or clarification uh, so far before we start? Very good, Yusuf. So who are the people? What are the circumstances? The people, again, would be, as I just said, the Jewish people who were converted to Christianity but uh, through specifically through the time of, of uh, Emperor Neron had a lot of persecution, lots of, of suffering and struggling. So he is, he is giving them the, 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 the message uh, as, as a, another source of encouragement and another source of actually telling them as they start because of the pressure, they start, they start to go back again to their own uh, practices of, of, of Hebrew, of Jewish uh, uh, ways of, of, of worshiping God. Yes. So it wasn't like a specific city, it was more of a general. Exactly, exactly. It's not just a specific like the church of Ephesus or the church of Rome or the church of so and so and so. So it was not a specific church, but it was everybody. It's everybody, yes. Say again. Not necessarily, because it's one of those, we know that the Romans and Galatians are always, as we say, it is, it is, it is fighting the spirit of the law, right? He talks about the, the, the justification by the grace and by the faith, both Romans and Galatians. So this one is kind of, you know, it still has that sense, but more and more providing Christ as the high priest, specifically for, for, for people who are Jews, because they know and they understand and they know what is the is the is the uh, uh, job of the high priest. And he's saying that all the high priests that came in the past were not enough. They were lacking something. That's why there is a need of a new priesthood, which is the priesthood of Melchizedek versus the priesthood of of uh, Levi. Okay. Okay. Any other questions or, or, or thoughts? 
Okay, well, let's uh, start with, with the first couple of verses and just kind of like go through it and see what we have. Uh, Olivia is just joining. Olivia, how are you? Hi, Buna. It's me and Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> it must be you both together. That's, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> okay, so let's read from one to four and just read this and see if we even go through one to four or not, because uh, uh, there, there is lots to say in this. Um, reading from the, uh, from the English Standard Version. Let me change this here again. What do you mean? Oh, this is the English society. I don't know what that is. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you're still awake. You're not, you're not really sleeping. He's the only one awake. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's share the screen here and we can start. I'll just start reading this passage and then we'll go from there. Um, Okay. Hmm? I'm saying not signed out. Oh no! It 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 brings it to another another window for uh, for the meeting itself. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's start. Name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Long ago, this is again the English standard verse. Long ago, at many times and in many ways. God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son or in his son in a different translation, whom he appointed to heir of all things, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world or the world's plural in different translation. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than heirs. Let's just stop at this point. Again, there's lots, lots to say in, in just four verses and lots of, uh, of everything, lots of everything, lots of uh, of uh, theology, of uh, spirituality, of biblical, everything. So let's just take it one thing at a time. Long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke for our to our fathers by the prophets. But but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Yes, Susan. Before we get to the first question, yes. how come Paul doesn't recognize himself as like the that's what we're saying. That's exactly what I was saying. That that that's why this epistle. A lot of scholars and lots of actually church fathers say that it is not written by Paul. Paul is not the author. That that's one of the reasons because not like every other, every every other epistle that okay starts by Paul, bond servant of the Lord, or so and so and so. So here he doesn't. And as we said last time, there are too many theories about who is the actual uh, author. Uh, but uh, but again, we can we can go into 
all kind of debates and all kind of, uh, of, of history trying to, to prove who is the writer or Paul is the writer, Paul is not the writer. That's not the point. Uh, the point again is the, the beauty and richness that is in the uh, text itself, right? So that, that's a very good observation from the beginning. As you said, that it doesn't start with the normal introduction of St. Paul, Paul uh, and so-and-so, greeting so-and-so. So as you can tell, and this is a very important point, Yusuf, as you can tell that this is not an, not, it, it sounds like what? When you start reading it right away, what does it sound like? Hmm? Again? Okay, we'll let him in. Not only that, but it doesn't sound like an epistle. It sounds like what? Exhortation, right? Like teaching, like a sermon, right? And that's why later on he said that exhortation, you see that the word exhortation is, is mentioned several times throughout the letter itself, because as you can read it, letter means, okay, you know what, I agree someone, there is always the introduction, there's the body and there is the conclusion. Here, there is nothing like that. So it's more of an exhortation, more of encouragement, more of a teaching, teaching and starts right away by the one thing, which is what? God, God, right? Starts right away with God. Here in this translation long ago, and then God, but in other translations, God starts with God right away, right? Why is that again? The focus, the focus itself is again, this is about God. Who are you being persecuted because you are his followers, right? And again, as we were saying last time, a lot of times when we have a problem, we always try to do what? Fix it, right? Or, or, or analyze the problem itself or try to feel bad for ourselves or, or, but here again, he goes right away into one thing, which is what? Christ is superior. <laughs> what? I don't care what kind of problem you have. I don't care if you've been persecuted. If you're losing your, 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 your money, you're losing your, 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 your uh, belongings, as it says later on, I don't care about that. I just want to get you to the one main fact that this is, this is why you are struggling because Christ is superior. Because Christ is the Christ, as you see. And also he suffered like them, exactly. Right, so it's not just actually seeing something that I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just gonna try to be nice to you, right? Actually, you reminded me of something, uh, Doreen, that, uh, that uh, a story I heard from one of my, uh, of my pharmacy technicians a while ago as I was a pharmacist. And, and she, she was traveling from one place to another and had everything in her, in her truck and, 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 and a U-Haul truck and everything. And as they were traveling, actually, uh, something happened to the, to, the, to the van or the truck and it was set on fire. So she lost everything on the way, literally everything. And, and then, you know, some people after, you know, after a while, some people are talking to her and trying to, 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 to you know, comfort her. And they goes, well, yeah, you know, it must be really hard. Uh, and then she goes, you know, the person is telling her that, uh, uh, you know, I know it must be feel, it must feel very hard. And she stopped like, no, you don't know. <laughs> like, don't say I know that you this and this and that. Because, you know, have you ever lost all your belonging? Has you ever, have you ever, all your life is burning in front of you and you're just watching it? You haven't. So don't say that I know, 
right? And this is a good lesson for us because a lot of times as I'm talking to you, yeah, I know how you feel. Like, no, you don't know how I feel, right? So don't pretend because that actually add more grief and more bitterness and more like you don't know, right? And you can see that this is actually part of, of the epistle itself. And that's the reason I'm saying this because for example, uh, uh, if, if you if you just going back again to the epistle itself, that uh, that he says that uh, uh, in 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 chapter five, for example, uh, that we have a high priest like that. That let's let's move on. Let's hold on to the faith. And because why? Because he is presenting the high priest as the high priest that was what that is suffering and went through everything that you went through. So he's not saying that, okay, I'm just gonna give you some instruction. No, I'm actually taking the model of Christ himself, the high priest that went through every single thing you can imagine that you are going through. And this is so, so, so encouraging, so encouraging. And that's the whole point of this, as you will see also today. So uh, the, 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 first, the first way again, or the first, the first uh, verse that, uh, he's saying that, again, he's making this, this comparison between who and whom now. Long ago, it met many times in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. So he, who, is, who is he comparing here, Christ with? With the prophets, right? Exactly. How were the prophets spoke in the past? By visions, as we just you know studied Zechariah, by visions, by 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 dreams, by the word itself, by actually instructions. You know, hey, go and do this and this and that. So he's saying, like all the time, God has been speaking to us through His prophets. But was that was that way of communication enough? Was it clear? It wasn't clear. As we just finished Zechariah, we had to go through you know everything to try to actually get a, a, a glimpse of, of what he's talking about, right? So he is comparing that like in the past, it was not clear, but now God is speaking to us through whom? Through Christ. Which actually brings the other question that we always actually look at it from the, up, from the opposite side. Like how many times I heard like Abuna, you know, in the past, God was speaking to Moses, God was speaking to Abraham, and they were able to actually distinguish and, and know how come we don't, have the same connection now. Or maybe even we say that, you know, they were much, much better because they were able to hear directly, but now we are not like them. So actually here, the author of, of Hebrews, he's actually turning the table upside down. He's saying, no, this is actually better than before. Why is it better now? Because he's speaking to us in his son. Actually, the actual translation is in his son, not by his son. So if this is, if now is better than before, so if, and, 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 and we come to ourselves again and say like, what it's, I don't think it's really clear now. <laughs> so where's the problem? Here, the problem is us, right? So in, in from the beginning of the, of, the, of, the, of the letter or the exhortation, if I may say, that he's saying like, you know what? We are in much, much better, again, the whole idea of better. We are in much, much better condition now. Don't just look at like, wow, Moses was face to face to God and Abraham, God was speaking to him and, and, and all the prophets know God was telling them directly. Actually not, because all of the prophets, if you see all the prophecies, it was all very, very, very 
narrow and very uh, vague. And each one will talk about something like Isaiah talking about the holiness, right? Moses talking about the law. Jeremiah is talking about the prophecies or about the repentance. Each prophet will talk about what? One thing. But Christ is do, talking about what? Everything. Everything. So if we are not able to distinguish, I think the problem that it is us, not him. And it's very, very clear here that long time ago, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers, but that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. That's why there is a reason that he spoke to us in his son, in his son. So the question, again, the other question is, is you know, to make it very practical and very personal, you know, how does God speak to us? And are we able to distinguish that his voice and what he wants to tell us or not? In what way can God speak to us? I think through our actions. Say again, I would. Uh, through our actions of like verbal or nonverbal, in my opinion. Okay. So through the actions, God is telling us do something and then it reflects through our actions. Right. Okay. But how can we distinguish his voice? Through what? Hmm. His words, number one, right? Mm. So what we read when we are sitting, when we are spending the time in front of the scripture, he's actually speaking to us. Okay, what else? Una, um, yes. I, had a, I had a friend of mine who was reading the Bible once and she was, we were talking about how it's sometimes hard to discern God's voice as opposed to our own thoughts and stuff like that. And she, I had said something that really resonated with her. She, um, I said that sometimes we have to remember who God is and the characteristics and the promises that we've learned about him um, through the Bible and through teachings and church fathers and the liturgy and all that stuff. Um, and that helps us discern what he's trying to say or what things are from him and what things are from the devil or mm -hmm. evil. Um, right. So keeping in mind who God is can sometimes help us determine what's his voice amongst like all the voices that we're listening to. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thanks, Hannah, for sharing this. George, how are you? I am okay. Good to see you, George. We're just yeah. starting the study of the epistle of uh, to the Hebrews, just chapter one, Hebrews chapter okay. one. Okay. That's a very good point, Hannah, is, is, you know, again, you know, we have the spirit that, that, that speaks in us also and tells us exactly how to distinguish between God's, God's voice or not, right? What else? Um, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, so I guess, you know, just to, to kind of uh, follow up on what Hannah said, so you know we have to be able to distinguish God's voice and is the, you know, and in order to do that, we have to know the characteristics of God. And so I was, uh, I was reading the Epistle of, of Saint James um, with my brother Emil, and he, you know, in, in chapter three, verse seven, uh, seventeen, um, he talks about like 
heavenly wisdom versus demonic wisdom uh, mm. and so he like kind of he kind of like says but the wisdom that is from above like from heaven is first pure then peaceable gentle willing to yield full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy so that's like kind of like some of the characteristics right so, so like Wait. you know like like um when the holy spirit the spirit of god talks you know it comes in you know peaceable like you know like like jacob like when he had the dream um you know mm. you know he's he right. knew he just knew like this is the gate of of of, of heaven uh, right this is the place of this is the house of the lord and yes definitely so 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 we we, we have we have that, that, uh, that that privilege to have the spirit actually kind of get us in tune with what he is telling us and what he wants to tell us right and because of that we we also hear his voice through the circumstances and through the nature and through the surroundings right you know with 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 things that happening whether it's for us or for other people uh yusuf you just came from 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 a beautiful trip so you know hearing god's voice and i definitely as we we know those who've been on mission before once you disconnect and once you kind of like get out of your comfort zone and get to some somewhere else it makes it makes it easier and clearer to hear god's voice right uh, anything to, to to share with us you have to speak up loud because then they, everybody can hear you i know <laughs> well, i don't know it could just be repetitive messages in a shorter window. Mm. So like, for example, when I went to Kenya with Nina, I got the same message over and over and over again. And it wasn't until I came back. It's, it's not even that I got the same message. I got the same message four different times from four different people mm. in four different situations, yes. all not related. And I even saw a reenactor. Hmm. And then I came back to America and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what God was trying to tell <laughs> Yes, yes. And then it just kind of hit me. Yes. So I feel like God with me at least at times will give me the same message over and over and over again. So give, give confirmation. Definitely. Give confirmation. And, and the message has to align with, with, with the whole purpose, which is the salvation, right? So it can't, you know... Uh, you know, that, that joke that somebody was just like, you know, used to, to just open the, the Bible haphazard and just, okay, I'll see what God wants to tell me today. And then, yes, and he, he opened the, 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 the passage one time when the Lord was telling uh, Judas, go, uh, whatever you want to do, do it quickly. <laughs> he wanted to kill himself. Right? <laughs> so, okay, that's God's voice to me. So, so definitely that's not the way of looking at things. But again, through, 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 uh, through the, 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 and that's why later on he talks about the, the, the enlightenment and the light that will help us also to distinguish the voice of God and the, and the sound of God. But again, when it says that he spoke to us, that means that when he speaks, there is always people who has to do it, to listen, to hear, to listen, right? And as we always say, there's a difference between just listening and between hearing. 
hearing things and listening and being actively uh, or active listeners and know exactly what he wants to do and and and, and all those things. So he he's starting that that again that exhortation by that 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 you know what he wants what he's trying to say that that the 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 humanity is and has been in the mind of, of God from the beginning that he's been speaking to us all the time through different ways through different prophets all those times maybe it was vague maybe it wasn't enough maybe God was kind of hidden but now we have no excuse because now he's speaking to us in his son in his son right so again, it's, it's up to us whether we are uh, uh, in tune or not to, 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 to listen to that. And then he actually adds on another, another very important uh, word, which is not only in his son or by his son, but then he defines who is that son. And then he starts to actual process of defining who the son is. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. What does that mean? When he says that whom he appointed the heir of all things, what does that mean? He owns everything, but there is another meaning also. Um, he is the son, because the son is the one who has the inheritance but here also what does it say so who who is whose inheritance okay which means what we are included right which means that we are very 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 precious for him a lot of times we think our that he is our inheritance right which is yes He's our inheritance. Inheritance in Hebrew, in Hebrew, when we talk about inheritance in the Old Testament, it's, it's the portion, right? He is our portion. And that's why, for example, when he talks to the Levites, that you don't have a portion, you don't have inheritance because the Lord is your inheritance, right? But here actually he talks about what? The other way around, that we are his inheritance, meaning that he is inheriting us. Now, what made him inherit us? His love for us, Abraham Jacob. His love for us is his love, the love of the Father for us that He made us the, the inheritance of His Son, right? Right. But what else? There is something else into that also. When you inherit something, and that's, that thing is definitely something that's very, very valuable, what do you do with it? You take care of it, right? You take care of it. And you do whatever it takes to protect it, right? Say, you know, my grand-grand-grandmother gave my mother a very nice necklace, and this is the inheritance of, 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 of my mother, and then my mother gave it to me, for example, or gave it to you, okay? So now you have this, you are the heir, right? You are, you are inheriting this. So this necklace is gonna be very what? Very valuable, very precious. It's like a gem, right? And you protect it and keep it. And, and the idea is to give it to your children, grandchildren, grand-grandchildren, right? It's, it becomes a very, very special thing. 
So a lot of times we look at, we are, our portion is God, yes. But we need to look at it also from this view that actually we are his portion. Hmm. Right? So that means, again, that we are very precious in his sight. That we are his, his, his keeping, keeping us in his, in his mind and, and in his protection. And that's what we'll see also later on here. Right? Hmm? Yes. Yes, we are precious for his sight. Yes. But he was able to, 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 to as, as, as Yusuf said, that he was able to inherit because he became the son, right? So here you see another relationship between the incarnation and the, between the inheritance, right? Right, but he gave it to the son, right? And you see this, as we will see it, you see this, this mindset is repeated throughout the, 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 the epistles specifically and along the, 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 the teaching of St. Paul that, that, that he, the, the, exactly the same thing as in Ephesians 1, that his, his, his goal is to, is to gather everyone, to bring everything back to Christ. So Christ is the head. So Christ, yes, he was in from the beginning, but as an incarnate, as I was reading something, it says the son of God became the son of man. And being the son of man, as that's what you will see after this, the firstborn, We'll, get, we'll come to it when it says the firstborn. Firstborn meaning what? Not there are multiple after this, but he is the, again, the superior, the priority. So he is able to actually, being one of us, he's able to actually have us all as we belong to him, right? So here again, remember the purpose of this again, that he is trying to tell the people who are struggling and who are suffering that there is a reason for you to keep, to hold on to the faith, right? As you know, Hebrew 11 is all the, 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 the heroes of the faith. So he's, he's like setting, setting the stage and setting the tone for that, that you are struggling. You have, you have gave everything that you have, but you didn't give it for nothing. You didn't give it up for nothing. So how come you want to go back again to your old way of living. You cannot do this because you are so precious in his eyes and he will never let go of you. He will, not, he will never let you down, right? And he came to actually, as we'll just read now, he came to save you and to redeem you. And I think that's why it's very, very relevant to us now because now, again, as I was saying last time, maybe we're not having, you know, that kind of persecution, that kind of struggles, but we are, being attacked by too many other things that will actually make us wonder again if it's even it's, it's really worth it to hold on to the faith or not, right? Or just not go and live as anybody else is living. Why do you have to live that complicated life? Why do I have to live that such a life that, 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 that God is asking me to do this and this and this and not to do this and this and that? And because it's very, very dry and very hard. But here he's saying like, this is not the point. The point again, that you are very precious in his sight. That's why he came and then you start to, again, give the characters of that redeemer. Who is he? Who is he? So you can remember, again, if you're struggling with something, if you're suffering because I am living a true Christian life, remember that this is the only thing. You want to say something, George? No. Okay. Sorry. So he's, that's all right. He's trying to say that, that whatever you're going through, it's not, it's not in vain. It's not just because, you know, it's, here I am, I'm, 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 
I, 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 uh, I am a Christian and I have that responsibility to live that life. No, he's saying that look at him who redeemed you. And that's exactly in the next verse as we are going through this, right? So here he's trying to, or he's starting that, that passage and that the whole letter with this, that God has spoken to us. He's always trying to give us somebody and try to give, to give prophets and to give messages and to give this. And, but this was not enough to the point that he gave his only son. And now he's speaking to us in his son. And that, that verb is continuous, that action is continuous. It's not just one time, right? That he speak, he has spoken to us by his son and will continue to speak by his son, right? And then he goes, okay, here is that son. Who is that son? If you forget, if you are doubting, if you don't know who that son is, he is that son, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, in the six uh, couple points here. Whom he appointed the heir of all things. So he is responsible for all things. Not only that, that his, 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 his inheritance, which is the very, very, very most valuable thing is us, is us, right? And then he goes on also to something else that he is what? The second thing that he is. He is the creator, he is the creator. So not just that he is an heir of all things, he was appointed, chosen to, to, to be, the one that everything belongs to him, he is the one who is the creator. Now, who is the creator, the father or the son? And, and we talked about this before, right? Why is that? Why we say that the creator is the son? By the word, right? And you see this in the, in the gospel of St. John. By him, everything was, was made, right? And as we always say, and as the father says that everything is from the father, by the son in the spirit, right? So the father is the fountain of everything, the origin of everything. As I was just listening to somebody, as the father is the architect, the master, right? And the son is the one who actually, if we may say the contractor, right? And the spirit is the acting people, right? That's why also, if we probably said this before, that we that through the scripture, the, the, the spirit of the Lord is, is known to, to be called what? The finger, the finger of the Lord. Remember when the Lord said that, uh, when, when the Pharisees was, were, were saying that you are casting demons by the, by the, by, by, by the, by demons, by Belzebul, he said, by the finger of God. And in another gospel, by the spirit of God. So, it's always the fathers, the church father says that the, the, the arm of the Lord is the son and the fingers of the Lord is the spirit. And that's why he says that, uh, that I, I stretched my arm and saved, right? So the arm is, is the son and the spirit is the one who's actually working and molding and, 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 and changing and kindling. So here he's saying that, that remember that again, if you are going through persecution, remember that, that the one that will, that, that you are fighting for and the faith that you are holding on to is the one that to him belongs everything. And is the one who created everything, the creator of everything, right? And when I know that, that he is the creator, what, how does that make me feel? Safe. Safe, right? 
I know where to go. Again, as we said, you know, if the table is broken, I'm not gonna take the table to uh, a mechanic. Take the table, a wooden table to a carpenter to fix it, right? So the creator is the one who's able to fix his creation, right? And that's the whole idea of the theology of Athanasius, by the way, the incarnation, that the creator came down in order to redeem the creation, his creation, right? So he, again, the author or, or St. Paul, as we believe in the Orthodox Church, is, is pointing out very, very important thing that this person, this God, this, this uh, deity that you are uh, fighting for and struggling for is not anybody. It's not anybody. It's not like the prophets that you are used to. It's not like the angels. It's not like anybody that he is God himself. He's God himself, right? And a lot of times, to be honest with you, we don't, we can't, we can't kind of comprehend that, right? You know, in, 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 you know, a lot of times, you know, maybe when we are standing in prayer or in service or something, and then we think, and then we're just like, you know, saying or praying, but, but it takes a lot of, of, of focus, a lot of illumination from the spirit to allow us to understand that actually we are standing in the presence of the creator of the whole world, right? So it's not just it's not just something that I'm doing. It's not just words that I'm mumbling. It's not just you know act that I'm acting. No, no. And it takes a lot to actually understand that that I am in the presence of the Creator. And then he goes on even into much much more deeper than that. The Creator of also he created the world or the worlds in different translation. Actually, in the original, it's it's the it's plural. Plural. Why is it plural? Why is the world plural? What does he mean here? In the in the New King James, I think it's plural, right? Worlds with an S at the end? Yes. Why is that? Well, there is the world of the living, right? Where we're we're currently in. And then there is the world okay. of the dead, you know. People. So the world, you're saying world of the living and the dead, okay? Then you're saying that it's all inclusive? Okay. Everything, everything, okay. Okay. That's a good point also. What else? New heaven and new earth, okay. So, so what, what to be, what's, what's out there. Okay. Okay. What else? Um, Father Jacob. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm looking at the NIV version. Yes. And it says mm -hmm. uh, uh, though though he also made the universe instead of the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, so another translation talks about the universe, <laughs> which universe means everything. Everything. Not just our world here, but everything. Right. Everything. Um, the, the another another translation actually the word itself is it mean, means. And maybe this is more clear in Arabic. When we say in Arabic, al-alam, alam, which is the same word in Hebrew, ulam, which means not just the universe, but alam is, you say alam about people, about, uh, about time, about everything. So, so the actual word that is used here uh, gives that connotation of, of the, it's, it's, it's ayon, 
in, in Greek, which, which is plural for AE, which is actually the, the age, time. So even the time that is before and after, you know, the time that is uh, the future and the presence, it's like very, very much more, more universal world to use. And why, why is that important? Why am I stopping at this point? Because of what? Because again, when we say universe or world or world, we, we are very limiting. Again, he created, you know, here and there and, uh, and all the, 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 the stars. And, but, but actually the world itself is much, much, much beyond that. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Beyond just the physical understanding of what we can grasp. And it's much, much, much more powerful that he is the creator of whatever, <laughs> whatever, right? The future and the presence and the past and, and everything. So here, the word actually itself, it meaning more of, of the age, not more of the, more than, than the physical world, right? It's just like, like life, maybe, you know, everything, everything. And again, he's trying to, to, to prove the point that the one that you are struggling for and, and, and holding on to is that he, that he, he is, right? And it's a different approach of, 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 of again, not trying to, to first prove certain theology or certain things. just like, again, bringing right away God to the, to, the, to the stage, bringing God to the stage. And that God is the same is as Christ. And that's very important. That is very important. And, 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 and as we will see later on that he's saying that Christ is God, right? And we have, we have, there is no way of, of confusing that, of confusing that. So any, any, let me pause just for a minute here and see if there's any questions or any uh, thoughts. So he said that, he said that, okay, that God is speaking again from the beginning, humanity is, is his concern and he's trying to send the message through prophets, through many ways, many times. And finally, he sent his own son. The son is speaking and he spoke and he's continuing to speak, right? And that son is the one that owns everything. He's the heir of everything and he is the creator of everything. And then he goes on more into something that's more glorious, more specific, more beyond. It's like the, 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 the father said that this is one of the most beautiful piece of, of, uh, of, of writing in the history, the way it's written, especially in the, in the original Greek. He goes on to, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And again, you know, each one of these words is just like something, but let's, let's just, you know, maybe in the next few minutes, just talk about the radiance of the glory of God. What does that mean? Radiance of God. Hmm? Reflection, okay. That's a very, very important point because there is the, the word is either both, both, either reflection or another word that means outraying. Like, like, like the same substance. That's why later on it says the same substance. So it's not, not, not reflection. We are his reflection, right? Hmm? 
Yes, the actual word itself, actually, if I, if I still have it here, uh, um, I should have it here. Here we go. Let me read this for you because that makes a huge difference. That's why I want to want to stop at this. You know, kind of like take my time here because again, this is this is not just theology, but it gives us a clear understanding of who are we, who is our God, who is our God, um, the brightness of His glory, the brightness of His glory, right? So, what does that mean? Exactly, 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 right? You cannot look in the, in the sun itself, right? You look in the sun, you get blind, but you can look at the rays coming out of the sun and that the, those rays are the same substance, right? And it is the sun. We cannot say that the ray is, is different, right? So here in the actual translation, it says, uh, where'd it go? The brightness of his glory and, and the, the, it says that the, the, the interpretation, interpretation is divided between uh, a word reflection and effulgence. Effulgence meaning outraying. So it, it's, it, 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 the same word is either outraying or reflection. It cannot be reflection because of the context of the, of the study itself. It's not, Christ is not the reflection. It's the outraying, right? Outraying of that. And then he talks about, about the, 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 the outraying is actually in, in linked to, to the glory, to the brightness, to the, to the uh, glory is the expression of the divine attributes. So it's, it's not just, it's not just that's, that's how we, 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 we see God, but it's also the, 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 the same substance, the same essence of God himself, right? And not only that, but why is this important to us? Not just beyond the theology and beyond knowing, but what does that mean? What does that tell us? The brightness, the splendor, the glory. It tells us what? That this is Christ, right? And what was Christ doing on earth? What was the message of Christ? other than the main, the main message which, and the main purpose, which is the, the, the crucifixion and the resurrection, how was Christ dealing with people? Love and service. So that tells us that God's attribute as the glory and as Christ is that, that, that outreach of him, that it gives us that again, understanding of of the nature of god as a god as, as love and as that his glory is when we are served by him when we are cared by him right and takes away that 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 view of god as the what the master exactly the one that's standing and just giving orders the one that's standing and just like hey you didn't pray today you're gonna go to hell right away <laughs> right I'm not saying that prayers are important. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be very strict in our life, but I'm saying that we need to 
understand God the way he is, not the way we perceive. And that's very important. If we ask ourselves, who, what, 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 what is the image of God in ourselves? It will be 100% affected by what? The world, right? Our families, our parents, our church, you know, everything else that gives, portrays that image of God that is, if I may say, totally different than who God is. And that's why the author here, again, is, is very, 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 starting with this very strong message that the one, and he, 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 he links all this, look at, I'm just gonna go like backward because I have to stop at this point. Look at, look at the end of, of verse three or the middle of verse three. After he did what? Purification. So he's linking all those characters and all those attributes to what? To what action? Redemption and purification. See? This is who God is. It's not the God that is in high, that's waiting for us to make a mistake and to, 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 and that's exactly what Christ said, right? I didn't come to do what? I didn't come to judge. I didn't come to judge, but I came to love because I am the, radi the radiance. I'm the outraying of God mm. who is love himself. And I sorry to say our image of God in our mind is very, very, very distorted, very distorted. And to the point that even we, if, even if we can't, we just make a different idea, a different image based on our own perception. And then we hate that idea. So <laughs> imagine if you are if you are making a painting, a paint out of your own perception, and like, oh my God, what is this? This is a monster. Right? And a lot of times, to be honest with you, that's how we, 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 we look at God. We create monsters, if I may say that, with all how, how bad that sounds. But let's look at the scripture and learn from the scripture who God is. Who God is. Again, remember, Paul or the author, whoever that author is, is writing this message to people who had, at one point, ready to leave and to go back again to the to the law, to the sacrificial work, and to the Old Testament priesthood. And he's telling them this is not, but he's not coming and telling them what, how dare you go back. Even though he said it at one point to the Galatians, but out of rebuke and out of love, you are, you're foolish, <laughs> straightforward. But that was Paul, that wasn't God even. <laughs> that was Paul, like you foolish Galatian, what are you doing? But here he's bringing that vision and that image of Christ as, as the outreaching of God. And even the next one is, is, we'll talk about it more next time because it's much, much more stronger. The imprint, the imprint, the essence. It's, it's an amazing epistle, that's what I'm saying. It's really, really, really strong. And as, as I said, you know, each word of this, we can talk about it for, for hours. But I think it's, it's better to do it this way because I think we need to, to clear our mind from any kind of distorted image and distorted understanding of who God is. And stick to the scripture. That, that's who he is. He's from day one, he's trying to give the message. He's talked to us in several ways, in several, in several times. 
But then finally he came to us in his son and speak to each one of us in his son. And that son is the heir because we are his gem, his treasure. Imagine that. Again, it's totally different than, than what we can. If I, if I ask each one of you to write down three, four lines, who God is, what do you think of God in your mind? <laughs> really, not, not Sunday school answer, <laughs> right? He is the he is the inherit, he is the, the error that we are his treasure. That he is the creator of everything, the future and the past. That he is the, the outrage of the glory, of the splendor, of the majesty. Different view. Different view. But we have to, to, to really understand, we have to experience that. And I have to pray to God to open our eyes that we can see this. Not to see God that's, that's whatever, whatever view that we have in our mind. Yes, Dari. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Doreen is saying that it helps us understand that whatever God deals with us is out of his love, not out of our, because of who he is, not because of who we are, not because of who we are. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful way of looking at it, to be honest with you. Beautiful way. Okay. As you can tell, we'll take our time, <laughs> right? But I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's needed, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, we can count how many words, how many verses in the in the in the in the thirteen verse chapters and <laughs> divided. This is how we used to do. Yes. Okay. Any questions or comments or additions? What's for the week? What do you think? What do you think? Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah, his pleasure. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that's a good way to look at it. Maybe something to take it throughout the week, which is understanding again that we are his treasure. Right. And, and what does that mean again? Because it's not just a privilege, but it's also responsibility. Right. So, so especially when we, when, we, when we put it into action as, and I always like to do that, as we are dealing with each other, right? So if I know that you and I are his treasure, there's no difference, right? Whether I like you or not, he likes both of us, <laughs> right? And that, that makes us look at each other in a different way, that we are all very, very precious in his sight, no difference. And that's why Paul, you know, again, he says there is no difference between Hebrew or Greek or or this or this or that. We're all we're all one. We're all one. Yeah. Let's let's look at that. Let's you know try to to experience that we are his precious gem, his precious inheritance. And what does that mean to us when we are dealing with each other and we are dealing with our own life and our own day-to-day -day activities? Okay. Okay, very good. Any, anybody else, anything else guys?
Okay. Um, yes, this is yours. Yes. Uh, next Friday, I'm sorry, I have to cancel Bible study next Friday. So, hmm? I was saying I was keeping this anyway. Yes, you can keep it. So Friday the 11th, uh, I'm sorry, it's my son's graduation from high school. So uh, I won't be able to, thank you. Uh, Luke's graduation, yes. So it will, uh, uh, I'll, yeah, I, <laughs> I was gonna Congrats be to yeah. Luke, Father Jim. <laughs> Say again, Emil. Congratulations to Luke, Father Jim. Thank you, thank you. So let's skip for the 11th and we'll come back again the 18th, God willing. Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. God willing. So see you all on the 18th, whether again in person or online. Okay, see. Yes. I may start being busy on Friday. Okay. If there's a chance that you could start sharing these recordings. Sure. Yes. We'll do that. We'll do that. Okay. Let's pray and then uh, we can continue after this. Uh, we can start the prayer meeting in about five minutes or so. For those who want to join in the prayer meeting, we'll, uh, we'll do the, the, the link. Okay. In the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, one God, and dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we thank you, Lord, we can't find the words enough, Lord, to, to thank you and to glorify you and to, to uh, express, Lord, what, who you are, Lord, and uh, how much we are really uh, uh, confused about knowing who you are, Lord, and not able to, to see that uh, radiance, to see that uh, imprint, Lord, uh, who you are, your love, your care, your continuous work with us, Lord, uh, that uh, we are your treasure, we are your gem, Lord, that, uh, that you, you, you have all the delight in us, Lord. Lord, I pray that, uh, that uh, really we can experience this in every uh, single day of our lives, every single hour of our lives, Lord. That, uh, that become a source of joy, source of uh, comfort, source of trust of, uh, of uh, what we do on earth, Lord, till we all meet together, Lord. And as you said that you, 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 you gather everybody, Lord, you, you unite everybody, Lord, uh, into the one which is, which is yourself, Lord. Praying for every message that you've sent today, Lord, that uh, it really touches the heart and to change and to transform, Lord. Praying for uh, those who aren't with us, Lord, for... Uh, for everybody, Lord, that uh, need uh, in need of, of of your arm, of your fingers, Lord, to work and to heal and to change, Lord. Hear our prayers, Lord, prayers of all your saints, Lord, in your name. And we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses, as our trespasses. Lead us not temptation, but deliver us from thine to him, the power of the Lord. Amen. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Nora, good to have you with us. Hopefully, uh, we see you again next time. Thank you. Thank you, Abuna. Thank you. Take care. God Thank bless. you. Abuna. Bye. George, bye. 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 Bye, girls. <laughs>